Blog Talk Radio. and Sportsbeat Radio, this is Sportsbeat, a provocative, insightful, informative, and educational show that we hope will educate the sports listener to the specific of sports. With interviews, analysis, and a comprehensive look at the topics we feel will be appealing to the listener, and with that said, we're not just your average call-in, same subject, same question over and over sports radio, but we like to think of ourselves as informative and educational radio. So why not sit back, and for the next 30 minutes or so, we hope you'll find the program informative, educational, and above all, enjoyable. And with that said and done, this is Sports Beat, and we're coming at you live, and I'm your host, John Spoulis. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to this Sunday program, the 23rd day of April 2023, as we welcome you again to another episode of Sports Beat Radio Talking Sports. And today, we're going to be uh, doing our second part of how teams, professional teams, got their names. We talked about it earlier uh, last week in uh, part one, talking about the NHL and the MLB. And, you know, it was interesting because in the minor leagues, and we could spend, you know, probably 10 shows talking about. Uh, some of these teams and how they got their names. Uh, the minor league teams in sports, generally baseball teams, because they're the best known of the minor league teams, are generally uh, circumstances of their area. So, for instance, you know, we have a team here in the Jersey Shore where we do our broadcast, uh, the Jersey Shore Blue Claws. You know, after uh, Blue Claws, Cram, Crabs, uh, there are, uh, you know, the Iron Men, uh, the Shorebirds of Delmarva, you know, pretty much territorial. But in the uh, professional ranks, uh, people write us a lot and ask us certain things. And uh, names, uh, oddly enough, like the Dodgers. And we talked about this in our first show uh, on the uh, team names and how they got them. Uh, the Dodgers, you know, what is a Dodger? Well, it's you know, people think of dodgeball, and it's kind of like that. But uh, to, just to recap, the Dodgers, of course, uh, were a part of Brooklyn for many years, and I don't think there was any city that embraced their team more than uh, Brooklyn did. And when the Dodgers announced that they were going to leave for the confines of uh, Dodger Stadium in uh, uh, Los Angeles, a lot of people were very, very upset. Some people were in tears. And there were some that even – decided to move to L.A. so they could be close to their uh, Brooklyn Dodgers, uh, alias now uh, the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers. And they got their name basically because what we were talking about last week, like uh, San Francisco, who called their trolleys cable cars. Uh, Brooklyn had a series of cable cars in the early days, and uh, people would dodge them uh, in order to get to where they uh, had to go. Uh, you know, the, the cable car, the trolleys moved fairly quick, and uh, you had to get out of the way or you'd get run over. I don't know if there were fatalities. I read where there were some. I don't know about San Francisco, where people are probably more used to uh, that kind of uh, atmosphere. But nonetheless, the Dodgers took on the name the uh, 
Dodgers because, trolley Dodgers, because of uh, dodging the trolley. And they kept the name when they went out west. Uh, you know, the Lakers, we talked about the Lakers, and people ask, you know, what is a Laker? Well, those of you who don't know, the uh, Los Angeles Lakers were once, and they started as uh, the Minneapolis Lakers when they had the great George Mikan, one of the first great stars of the NBA way back in the uh, 40s and 50s out of DePaul University. But uh, Lakers are really the lakes, representing the lakes of Minnesota. And uh, those of you who have been to Minnesota, you know the fishing there is spectacular for sturgeon and bass and everything else. And on their license plate, it says the land of 10,000 lakes. Now, I don't know if there are 10,000 lakes. There could be. I probably doubt it. But there's a lot of them. And so the Lakers took the name Lakers. And they kept it when they went west to uh, Los Angeles back in the early 60s. I believe it was 62, somewhere in there, when they finally uh, made the trek from Minneapolis to Los Angeles. And one of the reasons for that in the NBA was that the NBA wanted to get better identity. And so they wanted to move to bigger franchises, bigger cities. And so, you know, uh, the Syracuse Nationals came and, you know, became the Sixers and uh, the Philadelphia Warriors moved to San Francisco and became uh, ultimately the Golden State Warriors, you know. And so we've had, uh, you know, a number of the uh, Seattle Supersonics uh, moved down to uh, the south and went to Oklahoma City and became the Thunder. A lot of the teams changed their names. Some of them didn't. Lakers kept it. Uh, Utah Jazz, who were part of the New Orleans Jazz, that sounds certainly like a cool name, but... Uh, is the city of Salt Lake known for jazz? Don't think so. Uh, the Oilers, uh, Bud Adams, way back in the uh, 90s, Bud Adams, the original owner of a charter member of the Houston Oilers back in 1960, wanted a new stadium, decided that uh, the people of Houston didn't want the new stadium, and so he put out feelers to see who would uh, build him a stadium. Nashville did, and he took his Oilers uh, to the Northeast and became the uh, Tennessee Oilers, and then they changed their name to the Titans. So some of the teams have changed, some of them haven't, and uh, most of the time in professional sports, particularly in the last 50 years, I would say, and maybe longer, the last five or six decades, that teams basically have been chosen names by fans written in. The Phoenix Suns were one that was chosen by a fan um, you know, the Jersey Shore Blue Claws, as uh, I mentioned here, the minor league team of the Phillies, the high A representative, uh, they were named by a fan and so forth. Uh, so fan write-in has a lot to do with it. And, um, you know, so when we look at things, uh, you know, you look at the, the Supersonics who were, you know, representing a great city in Seattle, couldn't get a new arena, so they moved south to uh Oklahoma, Oklahoma City of all places, not to put Oklahoma City down, but it wouldn't have been on the map probably in the NBA uh, before a city maybe like Pittsburgh, who's never had an NBA team, and they called themselves the Thunder. Supersonics probably didn't work in uh, Oklahoma, but neither does Jazz in Utah, and probably Lakers in Los Angeles, but uh, that's kind of the way, you know, it, it's gone, and uh, teams get their names generally, as I said in the modern era, from write-ins and fans. And so we wanted to take a look at uh, the 12 oldest teams in the NBA and talk about that a little bit uh, so that you would know. 
And the Oklahoma City Thunder came in in 1967. They were a team we just mentioned. Uh, they started out as the Seattle Supersonics. Uh, they play currently in the Chesapeake Energy Arena, uh, and they were now the they are now the Oklahoma City Thunder. They started out uh, as an expansion team that joined the NBA in 67-68 season, and the Thunder remained in Seattle for several decades as the Supersonics before the team and now uh, in its Women's National Basketball Association, the WNBA sister franchise, the Seattle Storm, for $350 million to the Professional Basketball Club, LLC, a group of Oklahoma City investors led by Clay Bennett. Now we look at the Houston Rockets. They came in in 67 as the San Diego Rockets. Their current place is uh, Houston Toyota Center. Current owner is Tillman Fertitta, the um, owner of the uh, Thunder, as I said, is the Professional Basketball Club, LLC. It's kind of an organization. And so the Rockets uh, were founded as an expansion team in 67 called the San Diego Rockets. For those of you who remember, the NBA wanted to add more teams in the western United States, and team owner Robert uh, Breitbart paid an entry fee, paltry $1.75 million. Uh, you know, it was just interesting. The Rockets did not do so well in its first few years in San Diego. The team moved to Houston in 71. And so uh, the Houston Rockets under general manager Daryl Morey are notable for popularizing the use of advanced statistical an analytics, similar to the Sabre metrics in baseball. And then the Chicago Bulls came in in 1966 with the likes of, uh, you know, Jerry Sloan and some of those uh, earlier players of that franchise. Uh, they had no previous name before. They are currently in Chicago. They play at the United Center. Jerry Reinsdorf owns the team still. And in 1966, they, they were granted an NBA franchise, which was named the Bulls. The two previous Chicago NBA teams had been dissolved, the Stags uh, and the Packers, Zephyrs, now the Washington Wizards, the Chicago Packers, and then change their name to the Zephyrs, are now the Washington Wizards. While the Bulls did have some early success, the team did not hit its stride until now legendary Michael Jordan, of course, as all of us know, joined the team in 1984. And the Bulls are the only NBA franchise to win multiple championships while never losing an NBA final series in their history. The Washington Wizards. Founded in 1961 as the Chicago Packers and have had several name changes over the years. The team has also bounced around a lot, moving from Chicago to Baltimore. Then finally to Washington Metropolitan Area, the Wizards were briefly known as the Zephyrs before changing its name to the Baltimore Bullets for several decades. Of course, we remember uh, some of the great uh, players there. Uh, you know, Earl the Pearl Monroe came from there. And uh, when we look at that, uh, 97, the team became the Wizards as uh, the name Bullets had violent overtones. So the new name was picked in a contest, but Wizards was also met with some controversy because Wizard is a rank in the Ku Klux Klan, and Washington is a large African-American population. But the name stuck. Now, the deal there was Abe Pollin owned the team, felt that uh, Bullets was too. There was a lot of uh, murders and a lot of homicides in the Washington area, Abe Pollen thought that uh, the name Bullets was too violent, so they changed it to the Wizards. And uh, the Wizards have appeared in four NBA Finals and have currently only won once since 1978. The Los Angeles Lakers, 1948, Minneapolis Lakers. They now are the L.A. Lakers, owned by the Bus Family Trusts. 
Staples Center is where they play. And the Lakers are the last team on this list that survived the NBA's first decade, making it one of the oldest continuously operating teams in the league. The Lakers were initially founded in Minneapolis, as we said, which is why the team has the same colors as the NFL's Minnesota Vikings as part of the National Basketball League. And then the team jumped ship to the uh, BAA of America in 1948-15 of the next championships. After struggling financially in the 50s, the Lakers relocated to Los Angeles in 1960. They hold the record for the NBA's longest winning streak, 33 straight games, set during the 71-72 season. Additionally, 26 Hall of Famers have played for the uh, Lakers, while four has coached the team. The Atlanta Hawks, 46, 1946. A lot of people don't realize uh, fans how old that team is. Um, previous names, Buffalo Bisons, Tri-Cities Blackhawks, Milwaukee Hawks, St. Louis Hawks, the great Lou Hudson, we remember playing for uh, the St. Louis Hawks. Now the, the Atlanta Hawks playing at State Farm Arena in Atlanta, Georgia. Tony Rissler is the owner. And the Hawks traced their history to 46 when the team was called the Buffalo Bisons and played in the National Basketball League. That was the NBL then. And the team only played in Buffalo for 38 days before moving to Moline, Illinois, and changing its name to the Tri-City Blackhawks. Uh, the Blackhawks joined the NBA following the NBL and BAA's merger in 49 and renamed in Moline for the next few years. And then owner Ken Kerner moved the team to Milwaukee and shortened its name to the Hawks. And the team made its final move in 68 to Atlanta, where it's remained ever since. The Hawks currently won, or own, I should say, the second longest drought behind Sacramento Kings of not winning an NBA championship at 60 seasons. However, the Hawks are one of only four NBA teams that have qualified to play in the NBA playoffs in 10 consecutive seasons in the 21st century. Then we have the Philadelphia 76ers. And, of course, we mentioned earlier that the Sixers were the product of the NBA. You know, the BAA and the NBL kind of merged together and became the NBA. And uh, the NBA wanted higher uh, ranking cities. They felt that they would get more notoriety if they had, uh, you know, bigger cities. And so the Sixers came in in 49. Uh, Nash, Syracuse Nationals is what they were known. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania is where they play now in the Wells Fargo Arena. Uh, the current owners, owner is Joshua Harris. They started out as the Nationals in 46. That was the first year of the NBA as part of the National Basketball League, NBL, the team did not join the NBA until 49 following the NBL merger with the Basketball Association of America. So the NBL and the BAA formed uh, in those early days the NBA as we know it today. Following the merger, the Sixers were still based in Syracuse, uh, New York, as the Nationals. And the team moved to Philadelphia in 1963 and changed its name to 76ers in honor, what, of the signing of the Declaration of Independence. That's why they call themselves uh, the Philadelphia 76ers, and we know that was signed in 1776. Some of the greatest basketball players ever to play for the Sixers include, of course, my view as the greatest player of all time, Wilt Chamberlain, Hal Greer, Billy Cunningham, Dr. J. Julius Irving, Andrew Toney, Moses Malone, Charles Barkley, and Allen Iverson. The Golden State Warriors, a new team, not really. 1946, they came in. They were the Philadelphia Warriors and then the San Francisco Warriors. They play at the Chase Center. And in San Francisco, they came in in 46. And their current owner is Joe Lacob. He's the majority uh, 
Joe Lacobe, excuse me, the majority owner, and Peter Goober uh, is the minority owner. The Golden State Warriors are only uh, one of only three teams remaining in the NBA that were a charter member of the BAA, which was the uh, league before the actual merger uh, together of those two leagues, the BAA and the uh, NBL, to form the NBA. The team started out in Philadelphia and was owned by Peter Terrell, who also owned the Philadelphia Rockets of the American Hockey League. And the Warriors relocated to San Francisco in 62 and changed its name to Golden State Warriors back uh, some 50 years ago in 1951. The New York Knicks, well, let's talk about the Warriors a minute, won the inaugural Basketball Association of America championship in 47, which is technically the first NBA championship as the NBA considers the BAA's early days as part of its league's history. And then, of course, you have the surprising New York Knicks. Uh, The Knicks came in. They had the uh, honor of playing in the first game in the NBA. They came in in 46. Uh, Previous names, none. They are a charter member, have always been New York Knickerbockers, but typically called Knicks for short, playing in New York City's Madison Square Garden. They are owned by Madison Square Garden Company. So they're more commonly known, as we said, as the Knicks or another one of the founding teams, uh, charter members of the BAA and the precursor of the NBA. Like a few of the other founding teams, the Knicks have always called New York City its home, and the team has even played in the same arena, Madison Square Garden, since it was founded. And additionally, the Knicks have always been owned by Madison Square Garden because of the old rules from the Arena Managers Association of America. And Did you know that the Knicks were the first team to sign a non-white player, Japanese guard, uh, Waturo Misaka, in 1947. Those of you, of course, who love the green and white, the Boston Celtics. Boston Celtics are another charter member, as were the Knicks. 1946, they were founded exactly on June 6th, and uh, they had no previous name. They play at the TD Garden in Boston. Mike Rusbeck of the Boston uh, Basketball Partners is the current owner. And the Celtics are one of the NBA's original eight teams. As we said back when it was the basketball Association of America, which we've preluded to several times now, the BAA was founded in '46. The team has always played in Boston, has always been called the Celtics, which is a nod to the city's large Irish population. That's why they're called Celtics, uh, are regarded as the most successful basketball team in NBA history, winning the most con- uh, championships in the NBA with 17, accounting for 23.9% of the NBA championships since the league's founding. And did you know that the Celtics became the first NBA team to draft a black player when they signed Chuck Cooper in 1950? Can't forget about uh, the Fort Wayne Pistons, who are now, of course, the Detroit Pistons. Came in the league in '48, only two years after the uh, BAA was established. Fort Wayne Zollner Pistons and Fort Wayne Pistons playing now, of course, as the Detroit Pistons in Detroit, Michigan. Tom Gores is the owner, and Little Caesars Arena is where the Pistons play. I remember starting uh, my basketball uh, inauguration when I was younger, seeing Dave Bing play, number 21, I believe, uh, for the Pistons. And, of course, the great Bob Lanier out of uh, St. Bonaventure, uh, who would go on uh, to uh, greatness at his position. Uh, They are one of the few remaining teams that predate the formation of the NBA. The team was founded in Fort Wayne, Indiana, as the Fort Wayne Zollner Pistons, in 1941, a member of the National Basketball League, the NBL. And the Pistons later joined the BBA, or I should say the BAA, excuse me, the Basketball Association of America in 1948 and remained part of the league following the 
NBL and BAA merger, forming the NBA. And about uh, a decade later, the Pistons moved from Fort Wayne to Detroit, where the team has remained since. Did you know that the Pistons won two NBL championships, 44 and 45, and three NBA championships, 89-90 and 2004? And we have the Sacramento Kings. Uh, they actually came in, believe it or not, 1948. They were previous names Rochester Seagrams, Rochester Eber Seagrams, Rochester Pros, the Rochester Royals, the Cincinnati Royals. And, of course, we remember uh, the great Oscar Robertson there, uh, Kansas City Omaha Kings, and uh, Kansas City Kings. I believe the Kansas City Omaha Kings had the distinction of seeing Daryl Dawkins of the Sixers break a backboard over Scott Wedman, who was one of the former players on that uh, Omaha-Kansas City team. Uh, that team played part of their games in Omaha, Nebraska, and part of their games in Kansas City. I think probably one of the few teams that have done that professionally. Uh, they have talked about the um, Washington Nationals possibly going back to Montreal to play some of their games as they were originally the Montreal Expos, but uh, that was overruled uh, and uh, no longer is that in the works. But uh, there hasn't been too many teams that have, have done that. Uh, the Kings uh, have traced their history back to 1923 when they were a semi-professional team called the Rochester Seagrams. And since then, the Kings have been around in some form, making Sacramento Kings the oldest continuously operating team in the NBA. The Kings operated out of Rochester, New York, for several decades, including uh, during the team's early days in the NBA. And back then, they were called the Rochester Royals, and they did not become the Sacramento Kings until 1985. And despite being around for so long, the Kings have only... Uh, have only ever won one championship title. That was back in 51 as the Rochester Royals against uh, the New York Knicks. And so that is a look at uh, some of the uh, situations there with the NBA and how they got their names and so forth. You know, the Lakers being uh, the uh, stigma of the 10,000 lakes of Minnesota, uh, the Celtics being, of course, uh, a team that was called the Celtics because of the large Irish population. Uh, the the uh, 76ers coming as the Nationals from Syracuse, calling themselves the 76ers uh, in conjunction with the signing of the uh, Declaration of Independence in 19, uh, 19, excuse me, 1776. Uh, we wanted to move to... Ten of the oldest teams, and I don't know if I've mentioned those in the previous shows, but ten, the Cleveland Browns came in in uh, June 4, 1944, and um, First Energy Stadium in Cleveland, Jimmy and D. Haslam were the current owners, and uh, they suspended operations uh, in 1996 through 98. Uh, the Browns were formed by a local businessman, Arthur McBride, after he acquired a franchise in the new All-American Football Conference, the AAFC, that would start play in 1946. This is the league that uh, uh, Paul Brown, the legendary coach, won so many championships there and uh, found it a little tougher when he came to uh, Cincinnati to, uh, to coach the Bengals. Um, the Browns dominated the AAFC until it was shuttered uh, in 1949, the team joined the NFL along with the uh, 49ers and the original Baltimore Colts. Not the same franchise as the later Baltimore Colts, which are now the Indianapolis Colts. The Rams came in in 1937, 
Cleveland Rams, they started in Cleveland. Yes, they did. Los Angeles Rams till 94. St. Louis Rams are now back. Uh, Stan Gronke is the owner and, of course, the uh, financier of uh, the uh, beautiful stadium out there. Uh, and uh, the, uh, they also played in the uh, Los Angeles Coliseum. Uh, they return and the team moved from the city after the 94 season. The first six years of the franchise, the Rams were a terrible team and were disbanded for a year in 43, following a shortage of manpower due to the uh, World War II. The Eagles came in in 33. Um, they uh, were 33 to 42, 44 to the present, and then they were the Steagles at one point in 1943. Uh, they merged with the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers because of World War II. There wasn't enough players, and so the Eagles and the Steelers called themselves the Steagles for a few seasons. Uh, home field, Lincoln Financial, and uh, Jerry Lor- Jeffrey Laurie is the owner. Uh, by the way, the Eagles are going to go back this year to their uh, Kelly Green uniforms that they had, I think, during the Jaworski years and so forth. Um, the Steelers, 1933, July 8th. Known as the Pittsburgh Pirates, 33 to 39, Steelers 40 to 42, and uh, the Pitt uh, Philly uh, Steagles and the Card Pits. They also uh, merged with the Cardinals in 44. Heinz Field, the Rooney family owns them. Uh, and we move to the Washington Commanders. Of course, they have a very colorful history with Sammy Ball way back in the 30s, slinging Sammy, one of the great passers uh, at the quarterback position. Uh, 1932, July 9th, they were the Boston Braves, the Boston Redskins, the Washington Redskins, the Washington football team, and now the Commanders as uh, politically correctness, of course, have changed the names of some of the teams. Uh, Daniel Snyder is the current owner, but he is in uh, force now of selling the team, and they play at FedEx Field. And then we have the Detroit Lions coming in in 1929 as the Portsmouth Spartans. And then in 34, they would become the Lions. They're owned by Martha Firestone Ford, one of the descendants of Henry Ford, and Ford Field in Detroit, Michigan. And then, of course, you have the New York Giants. Uh, the uh, Wellington Mara bought them uh, for uh, $500 way back in 25, August 1st, 25. Uh, they play at MetLife Stadium. And uh, they came in in August 1st, 1925. The Packers came in in 1919, but didn't really officially join the league until 1921, August 11th. Uh, Lambeau Field, they also played at City uh, Stadium, which is not far from Lambeau. That's where the high school teams play now. And they are uh, the only team owned by the city. The Bears came in as an original, the Decatur Staleys, 1920. Uh, also the Chicago Staleys and the Chicago Bears. Uh, Virginia Hallis, one of the uh, daughters of uh, George Hallis, owns the team. The Cardinals, one of the oldest, if not the oldest team, 1898 as the Racine Cardinals. They were an athletic club back way back before the turn of the century in the 1900s. The Chicago Cardinals, the Card Pits, which were uh, you know, a team that uh, merged with the Steelers during World War II. The St. Louis Cardinals, the Phoenix Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals, Bill Bidwell, the Bidwell family has owned that team from uh, the beginning. And so that is a look at uh, some of the teams, the old teams, some of them, how, you know, they got their names. Uh, I've always found it fascinating, uh, you know, about the history of some of these teams. You know, people think that uh, the Dallas Cowboys are an old team, and yet they didn't come into the league until 1960, along with the Minnesota Vikings, uh, who were originally an AFL 
franchise and then at the last moment moved uh, to the NFL. And, uh, you know, the early days of the uh, uh, NBA, which was the BAA and the NBL, which merged and formed uh, the uh, NBA. Of course, the uh, NBA was looking to expand its horizons, getting more fans, getting into bigger cities. And so places like Syracuse became Philadelphia. Philadelphia, which was certainly a big city, became San Francisco. And, uh, you know, San Diego became Houston. Uh, Fort Wayne became Detroit. And uh, most of those teams, of course, as we know, still around today as uh, the fans celebrate uh, the NBA playoffs now with some of the teams in it. So, you know, that's kind of a look at uh, what's happened uh, with uh, some of the team names and some of the teams that uh, uh, you may have followed, may not have known their history, teams like the Rams going way back from Cleveland, the Cleveland Rams, you know, teams like uh, the uh, Sacramento Kings playing way, way back in the 40s. People don't realize that. And, of course, the Cincinnati Royals, you know, becoming what they were, the Rochester Royals and so forth. So it's an interesting scenario when you kind of sit back and look at it. I think it's a, a real cool thing to study. Sports Beat's been a presentation of Mountain Meadow Productions. Of course, the XFL now uh, winding down to the playoffs. The USFL in its second week. Major League Baseball, of course, the surprising Pittsburgh Pirates, who have won seven straight games so far. Watch out for the Pirates. And, of course, uh, the National Hockey League continues with the Boston Bruins trying to get their Stanley Cup. All of you have a great day and great sports. We'll talk to you again soon. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.